and welcome to The Golfing Mind, the podcast which looks at the game of golf in general and the mental game of golf where appropriate in particular. And this week it's a little bit of combination of the two. I've just returned from uh, a week in Florida where I was seeing some of my golf uh, colleagues and looking at some of the latest developments in um, club technology and I must admit to always being sort of in a position where I secretly am scratching my head because if all the improvements that have been delivered in the last 20 years uh, were true we'd be hitting the ball 500 yards and I think this um, I can't say obsession but uh, you ask anybody, uh, or most men, I suppose, I should say most men, so let me start with the controversial statement, would rather be known as being a long driver than a great putter or chipper. It must be something quite primitive. It must be, it must go back to the uh, Stone Age man with the ox bone using it as a club and swinging at things but this desire to hit the ball ever further for the amateur golfer particularly seems to be uh, if not as an obsession certainly a driving factor when it comes to club selection and um, I'm not obviously sponsored by any club manufacturer so I can be quite neutral as to what I think the best driver might be. And in reality, uh, the best driver, I have always thought, is the one that gives you the most confidence. I remember uh, when I was living in Florida uh, one day, the they had a demo day. So a number of club manufacturers came down and you could just go and talk to the rep and as you talk to the rep, they would look at your swing. They might measure your swing speed, make suggestions in terms of the uh, the right driver for you. And I remember going down and I hit the ping driver, which I'm a big fan of ping. I think ping in terms of quality control are very, very hard to beat. I think ping and Mizuno, uh, the quality control in their clubs is quite simply the best that I've been exposed to. And I, there are other club manufacturers where they, you get a set of irons and they're not, they're not matched. The swing weights can be different. So it really is important. So big fan of ping. And uh, I currently play with a ping driver, but that's by the by, it's an old model. Uh, but look, and I went down and I came to a, a manufacturer called Cleveland. Now uh, Vijay Singh played Cleveland. And I looked at it and they had a very traditional uh, club head and the fellow gave me the um, the presentation the 92nd presentation as to why it was new and improved just like every diet we ever do in our life it's new and improved and so I swung a couple of times and he said you use a stiff shaft and you know at the time I think I was 52 so I was or 54 and I was quite flattered by this attention and I said um, yes I do he said, you know, I think you should be on extra stiff. Well, here's the truth. In no way should I be on an extra stiff driver. I think now I look back and I was 56. And my club head speed probably was around, if I was going for it, probably about 100 
miles an hour, uh, but certainly not faster than that. And I said, sort of, do you think so? And he went, yeah, I think it will help you. Uh, it'll reduce your push. Uh, and it will, And I was thinking, why? He said, well, the club face won't be open at impact, which I think is what's happening. Now, you've got to understand, if you're going to tickle somebody's ego, telling them they need an extra stiff shaft is a very good way to go about it. And I remember ordering not one, not one, but two of these drivers, one to leave in Florida when I was there during the winter and the other one to take back home. And the drivers duly arrived. And I just bought the drivers. I had different uh, three wood and fairway wood. Can I tell you, I never, ever hit that club well again. I remember once or twice thinking, God, this shaft is very stiff. And uh, But what had happened is, and it comes down to ego, is I thought having extra stiff would make me, uh, I won't say more manly, but it, it would uh, make my ego feel more uh, fulfilled. And it really brings me to the point of today's uh, podcast, which is when you look to change your club, whatever the club is, particularly the driver. Make sure it's done from a point of acknowledgement of your club head speed, your rage, your flexibility, and its practicalities in helping you. Do not be seduced by the latest, newest, go-further gimmick. And that's what I'm seeing often when a friend of mine says, oh, I've just bought a new driver invariably uh, they bring out this masterpiece of technology and tell me how how far it goes. But curiously, when I was in uh, Florida last week, I met a very good friend of mine who's a coach and has been at the top of the game for 30 years. And he was talking about a new driver he'd got. And his, his key thing was how forgiving it was. So he said off-centre hits, slightly off the toe, slightly off the heel, they still go straight. And as we get older and our swing speed slows down, accuracy is going to be a greater reward to us than distance. And if you're looking to change your clubs now, consider this, consider accuracy and comfort of fit. Because I have had one or two clients in my life who simply wouldn't accept their physical limitation. The problem was a gigantic ego problem and the fact they couldn't hit the ball as far as their colleagues who are significantly better players and they refused to play off forward tees and they just wanted to find a club that would get them down the fairway. So my advice is very much, if you can, park your ego. When it comes to irons, there was a, there's a fantastic collection of irons and um, they all make promises and they all have inserts and tungsten weights and perimeter weighting or there are steel, forged steel blades. Or, you know how it goes. And I go back to um, a story I, I think I may have told before, which is when I was traveling in Los Angeles and California years and years ago, I was in a situation where... Um, this fellow invited me to play golf at a municipal or a semi-municipal private golf club. And I said, great. And he asked me if I had clubs. I said, no. And he said, oh, you can definitely rent a set there. And uh, we turn up at this uh, really nice course uh, near the Palisades, Pacific Palisades. It wasn't overly busy. And I said, I need to rent some clubs. And the guy said, sure. 
And it wasn't a case of, you know, what kind of shafts do you like? What kind of clubs do you like? You said, sure. They had one set. So he pulled out this uh, bag, which we put in the cart. And I am sure, and I'm absolutely certain, the club was either called Carnival, spelt with a K, or Callaway, spelt with a K. Either way, they were Ping-esque knockoff irons. Uh, probably came from North Korea or somewhere. God knows where they came from. And they had driver wedges, even a, a, a putter. Talk about a match set. And I remember thinking, ah, yikes. How am I going to play golf with these things? So I relaxed, and which is a, always a good thing to do. I really relaxed and something else happened. And I've seen this so often with golfers, particularly uh, amateur golfers, but professionals too, is when they almost give up. And by give up, I mean they have no expectations. They just go, oh, I just want to survive this round. I don't want to make a fool of myself. And in my case, I thought, oh, well, I'm not going to score well. And this guy it was a nice, a good, a decent golfer. And he wanted to have a fun round of golf. So this wasn't a match, a grudge match, you know, a competition or the final round of a major. And I stepped up and I thought, well, these clubs aren't that great. I'll just swing easy. And I swung easy. And... I absolutely couldn't believe how well I was hitting these irons. I mean, I was probably, I don't know, three over par after eight or nine holes. And I just thought these are, and the, the ball really jumped off the face and they flew true. And I remember thinking, oh my gosh. And I got round at about seven or eight over par. But it, towards the end, I started trying to defend my score. And I'd stopped sort of being relaxed. I started getting a little like focused, too focused, too score oriented, I suppose. And uh, I remember coming in and saying to the fellow, do you sell these? And he said, no, no, we have a supplier. They're just renters, rentals. And I said, okay, thanks very much. And um, I remember going back and then this was uh, before the internet. And I remember going to, a variety of golf shops and saying, oh, do you have a stock of club called the Carnival or the Callaway with a K? What, and, and everyone just looked at me like, huh? And, that, and I never saw them again. Uh, but what was interesting is when I had the clubs, there was no ego. There was no sense of, I've got a great set of clubs, so I better play great. I was uh, invited um, two years ago to play golf in Pine Valley, uh, which is a absolutely is everything you imagine it to be. It's just the most special place. And the, as I've often said, it's got 17 signature holes. There's 17 tee boxes you step up on and go, oh my gosh. And every hole can bury you if you're not careful. You can shoot double double figures on any hole if you just uh, don't pay attention. And I decided not to take my clubs from the UK. I just said, I'll rent a set there. So when I turned up there, they gave me the most beautiful set of matched uh, ping, uh, not forged, but sort of perimeter weighted ping driver, uh, no, sorry, titleless driver, uh, ping putter, uh, titleless wedges. I mean, it was a top of the range, world-class set of rental clubs. And I couldn't hit them. And I just, and I, I thought, oh, these are beyond my pay grade. And they didn't, the weight didn't feel right. And uh, I didn't ask the caddy master if they had a set of Carnival clubs, that probably would have got me thrown out head first or feet first, I'm not sure. And 
I couldn't, and my confidence had gone. So it goes, again, it comes back to comfort and confidence. You must be comfortable with your clubs and be confident they're the right clubs for you. And that's why I think it's often worth uh, going and speaking to a, a club pro. Don't go into a, pro, a shop that sells golf clubs because you'll end up being sold a set of clubs that might not be, you might be, you might be sold to Cleveland drivers, uh, extra stiff shafts on the used club rack. And if that's the case, I certainly know where they came from. And then we come down to wedges. It's interesting. There are sort of uh, probably two particular brands of wedge which have dominated the market. And I would say that's Callaway and uh, Titleist. And you look at a lot of people's bags, you'll see Vokey wedges or you'll see the Callaway wedges. And um, they're great wedges. Uh, I use a wedge called the Score, S-C-O-R. It's a lesser known brand that was bought by Hogan. And when you look at the stats on its performance, it's fantastic. I mean, just a fantastic wedge. Um, obviously, you need to be a fantastic wedge player to get the most out of it. But I have great confidence with those wedges. So when I get a rental set and it's not those wedges in it, it's a confidence factor. Bob Rotella wrote a book called Golf is a Game of Confidence. And, uh, and I thoroughly think, was it called Golf is a Game of Confidence? Well, if it wasn't, it should have been. And uh, I definitely think that for most of us, uh, having a good relationship with your golf clubs is the most important thing. I was visiting a friend in North Carolina and he went for a club fitting and he was in the club fitters for about 25 minutes hitting balls. And then he ended up buying this club uh, and he couldn't hit it. And he, and the, because even though it was, you know, easy in the, um, the simulator, when you took it on the course and it didn't perform as expected, he lost all confidence in it and he had to go back and uh, replace it uh, with a club that he does have confidence in. So it is, for me, a great deal about the confidence factor. So ask yourself, is it time for a change? And generally it's time for a change when your confidence is low. And I think changing a club or clubs can be a fantastic booster to you. But don't buy simply on advertising claims, marketing suggestions, or the promise of seven extra yards. Buy it because when you take it, swing it, it feels right. It feels good in your hand. I was in a, a golf range a few months ago and I was interested in buying a club and I knew the club I thought I wanted to buy. So I went in and said I was looking to buy a set of clubs and the guy said, we'll give you a free fitting. And uh, I thought, oh, I'm Scottish. There's certain words that really resonate with me. And one of them is free. So I thought, oh, free fitting, that'll be good. So off I went for the free fitting. And he brought out three drivers. And two were sort of medium price. One was very expensive. And I hit all the drivers. And he said, you know, I think this is the one that's best for you. And he went to the most expensive driver and the most expensive three wood and the most expensive set of irons. And I was disappointed because it was obvious to me that he was working on commission and he obviously thought, well, this guy wants to buy clubs, sell them the, sell them the, the best or the most expensive clubs, as opposed to saying, well, what are, he never asked me once, how did they feel? He just kept looking at numbers going, are you getting three extra yards on this or there's less drift on that? And I'm not good enough to be hitting shots uh, regularly uh, I mean, I was in Florida the other day and I was with a professional on the range 
And he said, no, I'm just, uh, I've been working on my, on my swing. Uh, cause if I hit this club, I'll hit a, a, a 12 yard draw. And I normally hit a three yard draw. And I said, show me your three yard draw. And he did, it was very impressive. So I don't hit the ball with that level of wonder. Uh, I tend to hit uh, with a slightly wider dispersion. Uh, but having said all that, I am in the market right now to uh, to get a, a new driver, or at least new to me. I tend to buy clubs which might be uh, pre-owned or a year old, even though I have manufacturers that will be very happy to help me get the club, whatever I want. But uh, the two clubs, the two drivers, in case you're wondering, um, that I'm interested in is it's the Ping G425, which I think is an absolutely fantastic club. And the other one is the new uh, Callaway driver, which is, from what I've heard, uh, very straight, which is a good thing, isn't it? Well, that's really it for this week. As I say, sorry for the hiatus, but I've been traveling a, a while and I'm working on the new golf book, the... Uh, the Six Fundamentals of the Mental Game, which hopefully will be in all good bookshops in October. Um, but that's it for me. As always, if you're serious about developing your mental game, I would thoroughly encourage you to visit seegergolf.com where there is a free lesson. And uh, if that works for you, you can sign up and have uh, 12 more lessons online, which are the same as one-to-one -one lessons with me with exercise drills and downloads. Any questions, do drop me an email. But until we meet again, play good golf wherever you are in the world, particularly Florida, where the sun seems to be shining a lot more than it currently is in London. Well, that's it from me. Until we meet again, all the best.